Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is the first episode of the new year. Welcome to 2024. So for this episode, we have a very special guest, my pastor, the pastor of the church at Tahlequah, Pastor James Vanderhaden. Hey, good morning, David. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, good to be here. Just want to say that uh, I'm very proud of this guy for everything he's doing. Man, we... Uh, we uh, David's David's one of those special ones, man. But uh, what kind of special are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I want to know. He's really special. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you joining us today, though. But uh, what kind of word are you bringing for us today? Uh, well, this morning, you know, it's a new year, and so in a new year, I want to talk about posture just for a little bit and how we posture ourselves before God, how we posture ourselves coming from a place of living in God and by the Spirit, and just how we would set ourselves up to walk in the favor and walk in the ways that God would have us to walk. Yeah. And so when you look at posture, posture is defined as this, a particular way of dealing with or considering something, it's your approach or your attitude. Mm. And so when you look at your approach toward God and, and you don't, you know, you don't think about it like that because God being who he is, you know, he's given us everything. He's, he give, he gave us, gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Yeah. And so when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, God's the one giving, so I'm just going to set back and receive and relax. But when you begin to look at yourself and how you posture yourself, you posture yourself as a servant, you posture yourself as a son, you posture yourself in a place where it's like, okay, well, I am going to approach God the way he wishes to be approached because I love him. And because I honor him. Yeah. And so when you honor God, you change your approach toward him because it's not like, you know, it's not like, okay, God, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. It's God, how can I touch your heart? How can I bless That's you? good. That changes your whole mindset of how you, how you interact with God. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I think that's the most important thing is, is that's such a good way to put it because it's an interaction. It's not a, um, just about me, I am interacting. I mean, when you think about how you are actually interacting with the the one who created everything, the king of glory, the the one who who is above all and in all and through all, man, it changes everything you do and it changes the way you even look at things because it's like, you know, God's doing this for me. You know, I always I always go back to this because it's like, you know, God could be anything that he wants because he's God. Yeah. And what he chooses to be is good. Man. And I'm like, man, if God is choosing to be good when he can be anything he wants, my posture towards him, my, my way of approaching him should be approaching him as if he's good. Yeah, that's really good. And so the, the first thing I want to talk about this morning is I want to talk about having the posture of praise. Um, learning to stay in the posture of praise brings victory. And so when you, when you stay in the posture of praise, I want to, uh, Exodus chapter 17 is talking about Moses. Verse 8, it says, The Amalites came, uh, Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites and as Moses had ordered, and Moses and Aaron and Hur were at the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. So when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. And I was looking at this and I'm like, oh my goodness, because Moses would stay in a posture of praise, he would stay in a place. I mean, you know, it was cool because they seated him on a rock. Yeah. 
And I'm like, so he seated himself on the rock. And when you seat yourself on the rock, you, you, you position yourself in the place where everything that I am doing is going to be founded on Christ. And that's good. It's going to be, I'm going to be seated in him. I'm going to be, everything that I do, I mean, the, the very thing that is holding me up is Jesus himself. He's the rock. He's the cornerstone. And Moses set himself in that place and he's got his hands up. He's in a posture of praise. And see, that's the thing about praise. Praise is not really praise until you're willing to do it tired. Mm. Praise is not really praise until you're willing to do it when it looks like the enemy's winning. You know what I mean? Because Moses would get, (coughs) excuse me, he'd get tired. His hands would come down and the enemy would begin winning. He didn't give up. He's like, no, I'm going to posture myself. I'm going to set myself in a place of praise. I'm going to position myself in a place that brings victory. And no matter what he felt like. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, because that's the thing about feelings. Feelings will absolutely lie to you. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I I feel like this or I don't feel like, well, I I don't feel like praising today. You cannot feel like praising today. And that's a normal, common, everyday, man, we're, we're all there. We all feel like not praising. But when you say, you know what? I'm seated on the rock. I am sitting in Christ. And so all I can do, my response to him is praise. And so I'm going to set myself, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to posture myself in a position to praise. That's when praise really begins. When you're willing to praise, even when you feel like you just can't stand anymore. Yeah. I, I just can't do this anymore. But you know what? It's it's not just what I do. Praise is not what I do. It's part of who I am. It's how I've positioned myself before God. Because mm. <coughs> then you're more relying on Him, even in praising. Mm-hmm. If you're you come to the point where you're at the end of yourself, but you're like, Lord, I'm still going to stay in this posture. Exactly, because it's not it's not what I do. It's part of who I am. Yeah. It is a response to who you are. It's yeah. a response to your goodness. It's a response to the fact that you chose to be good. So I'm going to keep myself in a posture that gives praise. Man, that's good. Uh, secondly is the posture of humility. First uh, Samuel, this is out of the Message Bible, 12 through 16 says this. It says, it so happened as she continued in prayer before God's talking about Hannah. Eli was watching her closely. Hannah was praying in her heart silently. Her lips moved, but no sound was heard. Eli jumped to the conclusion that she was drunk. He approached her and said, you're drunk. How long do you plan to keep this up? Sober up, woman. Mm. Oh, you know, I mean, don't you just love it as as men of God and people of God when we uh, think we know something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when you begin to get into a place where you realize you don't really know much of anything. Uh. Eli's in the house of God. and He's like, oh, I see everything that's going on. This drunk woman over here. And so, listen, man, you will find out if you do not posture yourself in a place of humility, you set yourself up to be ready to be offended. Man, yeah, that is so true. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if you will have a chip on your shoulder, somebody's going to come knock it off. I yep. mean, the, the, the enemy's going to send somebody from Timbuktu to come knock that chip off your shoulder if it's there. So when you posture yourself in a place of humility... There's nothing to offend. There's nothing to hurt. There's nothing to to um, come and and pull you out of that place. Yeah. Because Hannah had opportunity. Watch this here. Here's what Hannah says. She says, oh, no, sir, please. I'm a woman brokenhearted. She didn't say, how dare you? She didn't say, I mean, because, you know, what we like to do a lot of times is we like to say, I thought this was a man of God. <laughs> and how does he not know mm. that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man. 
Yeah. Man of God, not man of God. People are people, and yeah. people do peopley things. That's true. Sometimes people get a perspective of a minister like they're going to be perfect all the time and never <laughs> make a mistake, and it's like that's that's not the way that works. People make mistakes. Ministers, ministers are just people. Like yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when I became a minister, I got the badge that said perfect. You know, and and all my troubles went away. Where do and... I get one of those? <laughs> I'll let you know when I find it. Oh, man. <laughs> but, but she says, I'm a woman brokenhearted. You know, she said, I, I haven't been drinking, not a drop of wine or beer. The only thing I've been is pouring out my heart, pouring it out to God. Don't for a minute think I'm a bad woman. It's because I'm so desperately unhappy and in such pain that I've stayed here so long. And I want you to watch this because he came, He she had the opportunity to be offended and then Eli answered her, and he said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel give you what you've asked for of him. Now, she had the opportunity here where she's like, Well, he already missed it once. Mm. He already said that I'm this drunk woman he don't know, and now he's telling me that I'm going to have what I want from God. Yeah. And when you don't stay in a place of humility, it will allow you to look at flesh. And when you look at flesh, you will miss what God's doing because your perspective is not on him. Your perspective is on the minister. Your perspective is on, on you know, the things that have ha- are happening around you. And you'll miss what God's doing. But her eyes were on God. And so Eli tells her, you know, then, then you'll get what you want from God. And she took that. And she took that to heart. Yeah. And she was like, praise God. This is awesome. God's going to hear my prayer. God's going to answer. And the word that she got from the man of God was this, the, the very man that just told her she was drunk. Mm. So she didn't allow a previous encounter to change the way she postured herself. Exactly, because what she was looking to God to answer her, she was looking to God, and she wasn't worried about whether or not man was okay. Yeah. And so she allowed herself. She didn't get offended. She stayed in a place of humility. James chapter 4 says this. He says, but he gives us more grace. I don't know about you, but I need more grace. Definitely, definitely. With, I mean, without more grace, man, I'm done. I'm yeah. sunk. It says that's why the scripture says God appro- opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. And so when you set yourself in a place of humility, you have set your posture in a position to receive the favor of God. And so when you're mm-hmm. set in a place to receive the wow. favor of God, Man, the, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. Because, you know, well, like the, the Bible talks about Moses. It says he was the most humble man that ever lived. Mm-hmm. And then God says, well, I can talk to him. He tells, he tells um, uh, Aaron and Miriam, he says, I can talk to him and not even have to speak in riddles. I don't even have to, to speak to him. I can speak to him where he understands. Mm. And so it's like when you set yourself in a place of humility, you set yourself in a place where God doesn't have to speak cryptically because he knows you're not going to take what he's saying and run off with it and think you can do it on your own. Yeah. That's really good. You can hear. And then he knows it's like, okay, they're trusting me to hear. Now they're going to trust me to accomplish it. Yeah. So when you set yourself in a place of humility, you trust God to speak and you trust God to accomplish it. Man. So So you're basically just putting your full trust in him to do from start to finish he spoke this. I'm not. I thought that was a really good point. How he said it. he didn't just take it and be like, okay, I'm gonna run away with it and do it myself now. Because I feel like a lot of people, that's that's where they get into trouble. Is they take the word of God. They've done that part. They listen and hear that part. But then they take off running with it. Like, okay, I'm. Gonna, how do I do this? I'm gonna get it done. It's like, 
we where's God at? Right. You, know, you just kind of <laughs> left him behind there. Like, you know, he told you he's going to do it. He's going to do it right. in your life, not you on your own. That's good. But thanks. I got this. All right. <laughs> thanks uh, for the word. You know, it's like, it's like we think he's, God is just like a fill up station. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. remember that old song, what we need is a soul filling station. I'm like, man, I, I don't want a soul filling station. I want a bed and breakfast. I mean, yeah. I'll stay there. <laughs> I, I want to hang out and stay in that place where I humble myself before God. And it's like, God, I'm believing you for the answers and I'm believing you for the manifestation of the answers because before you spoke, I had no hope. And even after you spoke, the only hope that I have is that you are going to accomplish what you've spoken. Man, that's good. And so listen, man, as, as 2024 comes about, God's going to speak things to you. God's going to minister to your heart. God's going to tell you things. And it is your job not to make sure that they're completed. It's your job to stay in that place that says, God, I trust you to do this. And then remind him of his word. Father, you said this. So I thank you, God, that you're making this come to pass. I thank you that you're causing this. Because listen, man, I've seen people run out and do stuff and delay what God is doing or delay what God has spoken by years and years and years because he's giving promise and they think it's their job to fulfill the promise. Yeah. He's faithful to his promise. Yeah, he so is. there's the posture of humility. Man, that's good. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's yeah. I really appreciate you joining us today. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been wanting you to be on here for a know, while now. I'm so, I'm so glad you're able to me make it there and get man. on the podcast. And, you know, I want to let y'all know if y'all are in the area of Tahlequah and you need a place to go to church, you need a, a place to visit or a place to call home for your church, the Church of Tahlequah is where it's at. Yeah, we'd love to have you too. We really would. Definitely. So, Pastor, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I think that's all we have time for for today. So we're going to wrap it up. And I want to remind y'all that in Jesus, we are built on the rock.